to another episode of Driven Minds. This is your host, Franz Bowen. Yes, sir. This is the guy, Trav Weeks. We have a dope, motivational, interesting, <laughs> black uh, dynamo in the tech and content marketing sphere. Absolutely. Um, voted one of LinkedIn's top 10 voices of 2016. Yes, sir. And he is the content marketing manager <laughs> at Augment. Uh, Mr. Dennis Williams II. Yes, sir. Welcome. How you sir. guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, thanks for coming through. I appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Yo, it's crazy because I think, yo, me, I meet people, you know, through like, you know, events either we produce or, you know, we all network it. I met Dan. I think we met at the club, bro. Yo, <laughs> we met at Kim for some. Through your man, um, Jesse. Yeah. Jesse, word, word. <laughs> And yeah. Um, yeah, he was just like, yo, like, you know, like minds always eventually gravitate towards like minds. And he was like, so yo, true. you got to meet my guy, my guy, Dennis. And I um, I went on your website, saw everything you do. I'm like, yo, wow, like, this kid is dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see what you're doing with the content creation that. and, you know, being um, and being one of the, uh, the top voices in that realm right now. So I just wanted to have you on. And I, I know our audience will be able to appreciate it. So thanks again for coming yeah, on board, bro. It. Yes, sir. Yo, that's very ill, man. Um, I second Travis's uh comment about your website. It's ill. Yeah. It's clean. <laughs> it is number one. Like, not a lot of people have websites that are like right. super navigational. Is that a word? <laughs> it's gonna be a word. Yeah, word. I know I Trump is out here doing whatever he wants. Right. So might as well. Right. right. You know right. what I'm saying? We can make up facts. We can make up words. <laughs> <right>? Alternative facts. You want to start that try. back up? Right. 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 Start off, uh, you know, Dennis, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, where you're from, um, how you got here, and okay. uh, a little bit of what you're doing today. Okay. Uh, I'm from Columbia, Maryland. Salute. Uh, so nice. it's between Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, but Sorry we don't got great seafood up here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody we try. says that, you know. <laughs> but uh, now I've been in New York for three years. I feel like New York's my home, really. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I really come from humble beginnings, and I really found tech and content as my way to get out, and mm-hmm. then uh, it just kind of formed into a career for me. Uh, so that's where I am. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, uh, so I'm the content marketing manager at Augment, and then I do a lot uh, in my profession outside of work. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm a, a fellow at Oculus over there in San Francisco, uh, and then I, I, bo- I make a lot of video content uh, on the film side. I'm going to stop you right there. So you just said two companies that I'm not personally affiliated or understand. <laughs> Oculus, so just, Oc- yeah, Oculus and Augment. That that sounds really interesting. Right. So Oculus is a VR company that Facebook bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were trying to get a pool of content creators, and I was one of the 100 that they brought on. Oh, nice. that's fine. Um, yeah. So they reached out. It was actually a global network, and then 100 got chosen. Nice. Um, and then I spent uh, my summer in Silicon Valley, really right. building on this VR platform. Right. Um, and I think it's like, I think it's really advantageous for not just me but my network because there's not a lot of Black people doing that, you know. Mm, yeah. But to be on the the front of technology and seeing where innovation is coming from and seeing how it connect to our communities. Right, uh, because right. there's not a lot of people standing in our position doing that. So, um, yeah, I just try to take advantage of it. So, your um, content creation for them was that mostly for marketing purposes or just? Not. Well, with Oculus, uh, they really gave me an open floor to do it. They said use all of our tools and create mm-hmm. within our suite. But that was just like a. Um, that was just like a great fellowship and opportunity for me. I met a lot of people doing that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say content expands outside of just Oculus for sure. 
and then yeah augments another tech company here in new york um so yeah that's that's what i do day to day so how'd you get involved with the tech field like what what brought you to you know uh so yeah so i actually my first three years of college, I played basketball for three years at the University of Dayton. Uh, I think um, you had a little height on you. I didn't know if you had the. <laughs> Wait, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I suspect you was like what small forward. No, I play point guard. Oh, okay, okay, my uh, bad. You got hands. Man. Yeah, no, no, no. I was really in it. No, that was uh, yeah. That's that's yeah. I played a lot of basketball in my the first half of my life. Um, my mom was sick, transferred back home, uh, and yeah, it was just a tough situation. So I went to school at UMBC. Um, it's a really driven technology school. Uh, and then I really wanted to get out of school really bad because I knew that a lot of my ideas and creativity could be better used on my own projects and these things outside of this university. Uh, so I, w- I wrote a letter to the president and he allowed me to take 25 credits a semester. Uh, so I took 25 credits a semester and then 12 credits my last in the summer going in. Pardon me, wait. Are you- my brain's slow and I just caught up to what you said. <laughs> 25 <laughs> credits per semester? Per semester. Yo, um, that's bugging. And I, I just had to catch up because I, I didn't, I, I just got a fear of being left behind as far as uh, history goes. Because I, I just felt like my ideas could be better served. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I needed a degree that was like validation. Because uh, you stick it out for these four years and, and get this degree and that's that's how I took it. Mm. Um, I knew that would open the doors for me. So, yeah, I was taking 25 credits a semester, but my teacher, I swear, my teacher used to get mad at me because I wouldn't do classwork in class. I would be working on the writing and the other things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, living situation wasn't too stable at this time in this last year of school. Um, I, was sleeping, <clears throat> I was sleeping out of my car, sleeping out of friends' houses, sleeping on floors. Um, uh, yeah, if I didn't have the gas to get to the from point A to point B, it was in the car at the library for the night. Uh, so I started a company called Kid Genius, and it was a mobile incubator. We made mobile apps and websites for clients, and then we would help with their marketing for the first three months. Wow. That's, a, uh, yeah. that's a lot of um, uh, business uh, right. <laughs> to, to conduct. Right. So you actually do UX designer as well, too? Like Right. So I did the UI, and that's a, a large part of the content I do now. So my boy handled all of the app development. Right, right. Uh, so he works out in uh, California now. Still one of my great friends. We grew up since young together. Nice, nice. Um, and we were both in the same situation. So he handled development. I, I handled the user interface. Mm, uh, nice. So the UI and the marketing side. Um, so this company was called Kid Genius. Uh, we had 15 clients all paying and that alongside writing is how I put myself to school. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I would get PayPal wow, payments tremendous. and go like go buy the the book for the day or wow, things like wow, that. Wow. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah. At this I didn't time even, you were still on. Um, you were still where? In I was still in Baltimore. Yeah. Still in Baltimore. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I was still in college at Baltimore and UMBC. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't graduate until August of 2014. And you were still in college doing this? Like, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, that's but it was cool. like, I, I'm a strong believer in, like, you can get all this information outside of school and add it to your resume. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I didn't think that the degree would be enough. Right, I had to right. go get that get, experience get elsewhere. That like, <clears throat> yeah, I would have class at 3 p.m., but I would catch the bus to New York with, like, my last fifteen dollars to go meet a CEO because they said they would be down to do it at nine a.m. and then just run right back. That's crazy. How, um, at, at that point, how'd you even like? You still in college? How'd you even go about getting clients? Like you had what? what um, content. Mm, you created marketing content. That's how I knew in. there wasn't a title called content marketing at the time. Right, right. So one time we made a video and we had uh, two thousand people traffic to this landing page. I'm like, hold up. 
I can make something that people created in and then introduce them to my product. Like, that's a thing. Mm. Um, so at the time, I, I say I was doing this tech side, but I was writing for Funny or Die and writing for an SEO company. Okay. Um, so that these are the two streams of income. So I'm doing this writing, building this content, and then I just used it one day for the for the tech side. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this lane creating, and now like I got a title called content marketing, but back then it wasn't, it wasn't it was content big. marketing. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so you, you pretty much started that shit. Man. Nah. I didn't. <laughs> 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 Don't give me that. I don't, don't, don't want to say it, but you know. <laughs> you know. So you Yo. pretty much created this shit then, but nah, that's um. That's, that's tremendous, that's man. Like I really, really I'm cool. always I'm always like taken by those stories where mm-hmm. it's just bare necessity, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And for you to have that like fortitude at that age, you know, to to know this is where I want to be. Right. And even know that even though school might not be the place that could um cultivate your your gift or your talent, but you still thought that it was an important piece to the yeah. puzzle. Why why was that? I'm not I'm not sure why it was to to be honest like I knew there were these societal standards like you're gonna need this degree you're gonna need this validation uh, but outside of that it probably just kept my life structured mm. like there, that was the goal I was working towards and I was like once I get this paper this degree and then I'm out right um, so that that was honestly the approach I didn't do no party in that last year nothing the last year and a half it was straight focus so yeah so dennis man i was saying that um i'm as a new yorker i'm always enthralled by the stories of individuals that had to put it all on the line to get here and then when you get here like the journey starts you know it's like a lot of times people think like you know like my mom always tells me like she grew up in grenada she's like when you hear of america like you think of the streets is paved with gold and it's lit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like you get here and it's like hustle time, you know? Right, what, yeah. what was your experience largely, like just coming here, like having to put all that work in previously in Baltimore and then leaving there and then coming to New York by yourself, I'm assuming, right? right? And you yeah. only came with just your car, right? And just. No, nah, I gave my the car I was sleeping out of, I gave it to my mother. Dang. Uh, Cause she didn't have a car to get to work at the time. I had mm. these two duffel bags. I still got under my bed right now. So what was the what was the vision? What was your goal? Like I'm gonna just come to New York and I'm gonna make it work. That's just. I mean, the opportunity was here, and I knew that I had something that may have not shown on paper, but I could do it. So I mean, mm. this is but this is like after 295 applications wow. after, I counted every one. I remember my first interview. Uh, my man had to transfer me sixty dollars just so I could buy shoes at the time, and they only had size twelve. I wore thirteen. My shoes were bleeding after the after the this interview, but I was sitting there just keeping wow. a straight face. But that interview, right? They shout out to the homie that transferred. Yo, that's $60. a fact. <laughs> fact. <laughs> and then, <laughs> right, right. They ain't giving back to him yet. But yo, that homie <laughs> down. I needed that. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, that that interview three months later turned into a job. So I, it wow. it all pays off. I just I just had a blind belief, and there, I mean, even outside of that, I just knew there was no going back. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a decision at that point. So I got a lot of no's. I got a lot of why are you emailing me. I got a lot of you're not qualified for this. But right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so so you were coming at a point of perspective from like, okay, I have this new way of marketing where you can use content, where we can create content and deliver it through either our socials or however we communicate with our 
on my audience. Right. I mean, when you think weren't adopting that mentality, because now everybody's trying to do it, right? Yeah, they are in in some format, right? But everybody's gonna ask you like, what's your cost per user? So if I'm getting these people for free, I just made an ebook for three hundred dollars, and I have six thousand downloads in a certain amount of time, you know, and all in. 40% 40% of those have converted to the next stage. Mm. Like that number may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but what's the cost per user? What, like 10 cents? Like these people are spending a lot of money to acquire the right audience. Right, but right. if you can understand the audience, you can do it for much, much cheaper. Um, and that's where I found the space in. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we've seen apps with like 80,000 downloads in two days with me and my boy with Kid Genius. Um, and we're, we're just thinking of these innovative ways and. And we were having these conversations with people. We know they don't see it yet because digital is new and all these different reasons. So we just felt like we were closer to it. And I mean, there are a lot of times that we didn't think this could happen and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we just kept innovating and believing in what we were doing. And eventually the doors start opening. So So can you tell us a little bit of like the the type of content uh, marketing? Like what? What? Or or, is it? or even the, even to go explain exactly what your definition of content marketing is. Yeah, uh, it is creating something that uh, the audience that you want to garner will be interested in. Um, so when that's directed towards consumers, that may be something fun and on social and a video that's uh, interesting and people watch for a long time and share. Uh, when that is in regard to businesses, uh, that's just something that decision makers and companies find valuable. And in that, they find your product a solution. Um, so not to get technical, but on the B2B and the B2C side, that's, that's how it works. Uh, so this is through written articles. This is through infographics, like visuals like that, and then mm-hmm. through video. Uh, my school had a video program where you could go rent out a, a camera for three days. I made my first mm-hmm. two movies off of this DSLR. Wow. Um, mm. And then I had to go learn Final Cut and had to go beg uh, a color corrector to do this for $50 and just pull different resources like that. Um, so honestly, I think just doing this broke and learning all of these techniques to growth hacking is a lot of what I do now for Series A, Series B, Series C companies that have millions in it. We still do the same stuff. Mm. Uh, but it's content in all formats, for real. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What's in in terms of what what's your joy um, in your work? Like, which do you prefer? Do you prefer the um, kind of the the uh, I want to sound ignorant. The it's okay. for lack of a better phrase, I'm <laughs> having an epic brain there. fart right now. Right, <laughs> We've been there. the 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 engineering part, um, or do you prefer like the business development? Like, which side is is your personal like forte? Uh. As a content marketer, you do have to understand both. So, like as a writer, as a creative, as a designer, you can just only care about the creating and the engineering of the content. But as a content marketer, you do have to care about the ROI. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have to care about whatever your metrics are, like how many people I got to this site, how many downloads I got, how many people wanted to buy my product. Like you have to care about those numbers. And that's how you measure it pretty much. On yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how you measure it, whatever whatever your metric is. Um, but yeah, I really care about creating it. I, I started with uh, narrative film. So okay. oh, I started I, writing I for Funny or Die. I started with Maker Studios and I was like, wait, I can do this with written. So that's where the articles came in. Right, right. Um, but I, I'm still heavily with film, so. 
And and the um the gift of writing is that something you've always done since like a young kid? Or? Nah, nah. My mom wrote my first college application. So, uh, <laughs> she used to tell me I was Shout terrible. I was like, "Stop wasting your time. Just like let me do this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. did that come out of a, a need of necessity to like make money? Yeah, or? I found this. Oh my god, it's funny. I found this site called Geek Insider, mm-hmm. and I was interested in tech at the time. And I had forced together this resume with all the stuff I had written that I had to write in school, but I wasn't really good at. Mm-hmm. They said, "Look, we'll give you ten dollars an article." And ten dollars to me was like a stack to what I got now, you know. Like, so I could write an article in two hours and get ten dollars. All right, let me keep doing this, and no one will ever hear about Geek Insider. But I wrote like twenty articles for those guys, and that's where it started. Um, And that at that point, that was after basketball when I went back home and had to figure it out. So that that's really where it started. But I will say it. It wasn't just the writing, but it was creating a story that other people could be interested in. So when, with a movie, um, like we're filming this weekend, a, a film called Note to Self, like I want you to come into this film and forget about your real life for two hours and dive into this atmosphere I've created. So the same thing with articles or anything that anyone is interested in. I want to create something that you can go escape from your reality mm-hmm. and dive into this world I've created, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really where I got my fix from. And how do you figure out what your audience wants to hear? Like, how do you... Um, It took a long time I mean there's Right Great question I mean (laughs) It took a long time I I will say like Alright so One of my favorite artists Is Future Right There's gonna be 150 (laughs) There's gonna be There's 150 Future songs You haven't heard right now Before the Tony Montana's Before Drake didn't show up To that video There's 100 of them Right there's a hundred articles that people have not read for me and may never will that sit in my Google Drive, that sit in lost hard drives that I've lost, mm. things like that. So it wasn't like I just woke up and like found the audience. They kind of found me, I guess. Mm. Um, and I just kind of had to find my narrative, really. I have two questions I want to ask, and I don't know which one I want to ask first. This is about me. But since <laughs> we're near the topic, I'll ask this one first. You said that you're a filmmaker. Yes. And you mentioned Funny or Die. Right. Um, what <laughs> what kind of films do you, like, direct? Um, and, like, what type of tone is, is your art usually like? Uh, it's mostly dramedy. Mm. Um, but Funny or Die was all written, and I wrote some scripts for the digital side, for the digital video side. Okay. Uh, but it was mostly written copy with Funny or Die. Uh, so I did four, mo- four months as a contractor there. Uh, so that was really fun. Like they pushed me to be funnier and funnier and pushed the line. Um, but I, always, I did really well in that publication. Um, but outside of that, yeah, mostly dramedy. The 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 two films that you did, like what were they? What what are the names of them? And like what were the uh, content? Yeah. So I did. Uh, well, these actually aren't comedy. The the two that that will stay now. Okay. It's Black Theory and Black Theory Two. So it's a series. Mm. Uh, it's really about uh, racial bias in the media. Hmm. Um, so the first was shot in Denver and the second was shot here in New York. Uh, and then we're going to get, we're collecting funding for our third. Uh, so yeah, it was really all in house and I just really wanted to show a message with that. That was like kind of spur of the moment. Like, Hey, we got this idea. We need to film. Where does that content live? Uh, you can find it on Vimeo YouTube. Uh, you can find it on a couple sites out there. Um, yeah, it's not, 
the most publicized film, but it's, it's right. out there for sure. I'm definitely going to watch uh, that tonight. Yeah, if you watch them, I mean, all the same cast. Uh, we've added some roles in the second film with Black Theory 2, but if you follow the two together, it's, it's, I feel like it's a really good storyline. Um, so it, the first one actually has clips in there from uh, Bill O'Reilly, and we actually use real film footage to create this narrative. Mm. Um, about racial bias in the media and then the second one is how actually a black man portrays it in his everyday life do you have to like write Fox and clear the footage and stuff like that (laughs) nah when you use it within a shortened window you can can use it yeah yeah see what what I like about Dennis's story Dennis's story shows you the power of broke <laughs> Yo, that's it. Show you. Nah, I ain't paying the clips to say what you mean. Look. Yo, it just shows you how creative you gotta get to really make your goals happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For you, for you to for your story how you, you know, um embarked on the tech world and were able to um accomplish certain things is really um really spectacular. What I wanna ask you is what moment time where you was like, Okay, alright, I gotta think of something now. What what position were you at in life where you was like, alright Something has to happen. I need, I need, I need my, I need checks. I need, I need to, you know, get to the next level. What was it? I see. Uh, I mean, to be really, really frank here, this guy right here, Ryan Day, is in a group chat with me every day. Mm. Don't I say this to you every morning? I, I mean, this will never ever leave me. Uh, I'm pushing always. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people out here that are gonna try to limit your potential and say you cannot do something. Um. Uh, that's never a thought of mine of what's not possible. I have a very big fear of not reaching my full potential. So mm. even when, like when the LinkedIn thing happened, I was like, all right, so what's next? And mm. then a week later we got into ink and I'm like, all right, I need to get this. Oh, you this got an ink, congrats. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, and I just feel like there's so much left to do. I don't have the stage that I want right now and it's not really about a self thing but it's about what I can tell the next person like I I thank you guys for y'all did a lot of research for this I can tell now you know (laughs) but it's like there may be so I'm a mentor with New York on tech and we mentor underprivileged youth uh, in Brooklyn and Harlem in these in these neighborhoods about technology and how they could grow in this field whether it's coding marketing whatever that may be tremendous you know but it's like they don't they aren't hip to that information I want to spread that because there's so much out here that's not rapping, that's not basketball that you can go out here and do. Make your checks and live a good life. So, um, I'm glad you touched on that. Like, just culturally, like, I mean, previously we had limits, and I feel like in the last maybe 30 years, those limits have been by and large removed. Yeah. But it's difficult because we're is. just like in a perpetual training of it's that. Tough. Yeah. Real quick, though, I want to ask also about uh, augmented reality. Just a virtual reality. I I grew up. I'm I'm an old head, so I remember VR troopers. I'm a nerd, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My bad, y'all. You know, but uh, <laughs> but um, I, I wanted to ask you just a little bit about you know kind of being somebody who's I guess at the forefront of of that industry. I'm um, kind of watching it grow. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with it, and um, I guess where you kind of uh. Any, any projections that you might have for it over the next couple of years? Um, so yeah, I'm the content marketing manager at Augment. We are an augmented reality company for businesses backed by Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have clients like L'Oreal, Coca-Cola, Boeing. Uh, so I see a lot of technology that a lot of people aren't privy to early on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really, really innovative industry where you can see virtual products in your real space and actually read your environment and says, hey, this is here. 
but it's not really here. So uh, whether that's for video games, whether that's for retail and showing you the product before you want to buy it, um, there's a lot of uses of it and it will be huge. Um, but a lot of people don't understand like Snapchat does augmented reality with their face filters, right? That's do they true. do they know that brands are paying them seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for twenty four hours of that face no filter? No way. They're getting RFPs of seven hundred and fifty thousand to one point two million. Wow. Um and meanwhile, uh, Shatik was just out here with a wild <laughs> face filter. With a dog filter. Like, <laughs> like that's a, they're paying for that. That's crazy. Uh, paying big so, money for it. Help me understand. So um, Snapchat is paying for that technology. Or is it? No, well, Snapchat bought a company called Luxury for $40 million dollars that did that did on the So reality. brands are paying Snapchat to paying use Snapchat. That they're giving them RFPs to say, hey, look. Uh, mm. We're releasing uh, the new Star Wars movie mm. tomorrow. Mm. I give you five hundred thousand to create the. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it to you. You create this filter and just roll it out for us. Wow. Okay. Before everyone could create the location filters, they were paying for that as well. Do you see that being a wave of the future as far as uh, integrated brand marketing and everything? Yeah, but right after Snapchat did it, Facebook bought a company called Masquerade very quietly. They do the same exact thing. Wow. Masquerade was a standalone app. Facebook bought them. And now they're gonna incorporate it in Instagram in the next three months. Yeah, fa- um, Facebook wow. is ruthless out here. I by feel like right. ruthless. <laughs> shoot, that's true. They, they told they told Instagram to do that. I feel like uh, just because Evan Spiegel wasn't him yeah. and Zuck are at odds. Uh, I attended the Vine funeral. I was there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of slow singing and flower uh, bringing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, augmented reality is by and large out here. Whether it's Pokemon Go or Snapchat, it's really out here. Yeah. So. And it's only the beginning. Like, I feel like it's yeah. so fresh. Coming. This headset's coming. I've seen every headset on the market for the past couple of years, and they're only in developers' hands right now that will be here end of this year, 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking, like, uh, video games where virtual dudes are, like, coming around your own corner, shooting at your wall, and then your wall has a hole in it. Like, destructible environments. Like, it sounds crazy when I tell people, but it's no, real. You watch a video online, you Um <laughs> Yeah, so people are really going to be in their house just looking like they're on drugs or something, playing video wow. games that's by themselves. That's going to take over. So, that's going to be like... That's like that movie with Bruce Willis where you don't go outside for it. It's real. scary. Yeah, it's, it really is. Really um, so, yeah, that's that's where that's where augmented reality is at. So, somebody trying to follow suit, somebody who's trying to, you know, get into the content marketing field, either mm-hmm. whether it be for, like, you know, developing it for their own brand or right. doing it for other companies and brands. What steps would you give them or what advice would you give someone trying to follow that path? Uh... I think it's first about creating your foundation. So we talk about the website. I had that website for six years and it'll never show up on the first page until recently. Um, I would say within the last year, Dennis Williams is a very common name. So uh, it's really about creating that foundation. Whatever you're doing, definitely get your website out there so where people can find you. Uh, They find your information and whatever you put in that page, uh, just help it build towards your brand. And then outside of that, um, don't be scared for outreach. Uh, whether it's emailing that person for information, um, emailing for that preliminary interview, emailing saying, hey, let me contribute to your platform. Uh, a lot of people are scared of the no, um, but more no's is only closer to that yes. So mm. there's tons and thousands of emails that, that didn't open that door, but the one that did, um, I'm still talking to those people today. So Right, right. Uh, Real quick, before we wrap, um, what was your your coping method for like when you when you did get the no when you yeah. ran into that wall like what was your method to be like just brush it off like do you have a ritual or like is it kind of just like fuck it on to the next one? Uh, 
No, it's tough because you put all of this work in and only you see all the hours that you've put in and the mm. person that's saying no to you, they're, you're just another number to them. Yeah. So, but it's also in resonating their point of view. They don't have to give you anything and they get 10 of those a day. So <clears throat> I really took it as I don't get better, just get better. So what can I add to my portfolio so where y'all are calling me next time? And I, I have that now mm. where they need me to write for this or they need me in this space. And it's, it really just motivated me to continue doing it and get right. better in that in my own field. Mm. So I just kept adding to my own portfolio. Like, uh, say like if you used to watch Dragon Ball Z and you used to go in the hyperbolic chamber, really train yeah, yeah, for like yeah. years. Like Yo, that was an excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I was really go tanks in there training. Mm -hmm. Um, and really just trying to get better at what I do. And then the next time they see me, it's a different conversation. So, um, that's really what it was. And, uh, I wasn't just, I wasn't scared to, to get new information. Um, I never thought that, uh, I knew all I needed to know in my field. So I'm still reading, reading every morning. I'm still listening. Uh, yeah. Just never stop learning is, is how you keep improving. Gotcha. We talked about your darkest time of when, you know, um, when you knew you had to make a change, what was, in recent times too like um a time was like okay you know what i'm doing something out here like uh, I, I, i'm seeing progress but you knew you were on the right track uh i mean most recent definitely that linkedin recognition shout out to that uh, that was dope <laughs> yeah. yeah i appreciate that they've definitely pushed me to write that article and um uh to get recognized for I, I like to tell different stories. I like to tell different perspectives and then get recognized for that it was much different for me. Um, not a lot of people of color on that list. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to say that and just the reception I got and it's like a validation. Like, all right, we can we can really do this and take this much, much bigger than a lot of people see it. So right. I would definitely have to say that was that was uh, a moment that I was joyous about most recently. Absolutely. Fire. And you know you want driven minds, man. So you gotta talk about it. Like, what drives you? What's that thing that pushes you to be, you know, well, to come out here and just be a disruptor? To just, you know, take that one bag and move to New York, and you know, I'm right. saying we'll make something happen out of nothing. What's that? I believe it was two duffel bags, Travis. You <laughs> two duffel bags. Two, 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 two times. Two times. I mean, you're gonna die soon. Mm. You're gonna be old soon. What are you gonna leave? I want people to read my stuff. I want people to read my reports, my books, my my movies. Well, after what I'm gone, this, say the way George Orwell is right now. Mm. And what am I going to leave right here mm. that people are going to see in 100 years? Because I'm not going to be around to tell them, <laughs> and I'm not going to be around for it in a, in a little while. So yeah, yeah. it's all about the legacy I live and, and that I leave, too. Um, that's that's my motivator. It's It's, yeah. We're not close to enough right now, so. Indeed. So where you see yourself next, man? The next, you know, you accomplished this much so far. You're being recognized by the, you know, the um the big boys, as Martin mm. said. You're stomping with the big dogs. Word, right? Uh, where you see yourself um, doing next? Like, what's 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 your vision for the next five years or where you want to be? Um, uh, All in all, it's really telling stories that that people want to invest in not just money wise but emotionally and take their time uh, whether it's a film that i write or uh, a story that i've published um, it's just, i want people to invest in in the world that i've created 
Uh, and that's what I want to continue doing. I want to be known for someone that tells these narratives that people can resonate with and, hey, let me get off my ass and, and go do what I need to do. Get to work. Um, so th so that's that's what it is. Salute. Yo, Salute, that's Reggie. fire. Yo, Dennis, man. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you for coming through, <laughs> for your honesty, for Telling your... Telling us that for it's your, possible, letting us know. Absolutely, man. You know? <laughs> um, also, for your articles, I, I, I told you this before we started recording that, and I want to say publicly as well that your your prose is beautiful. Like, yeah, it's very that. conversational. It's very, it's very. It feels like you're talking to a friend. You know what I mean? And um, I wish you all the best. Continue doing what you're doing. Continue appreciate being that. a great example for you know other young men coming up. Absolutely. Um, please don't ever be afraid to share your story because you never know. Somebody might be right looking for that, that inspiration that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep, um, keep inspiring us on IG. That's a fact. Yeah, oh, speaking of which, where can we find you on the socials, man? Yeah, you can find me at Menace to Dennis on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm there at Menace to Dennis. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's fire, man. And like we always say at this time. Stay driven, y'all. Stay driven, y'all. Appreciate it.